Hello everyone, and welcome to the Wizards A Drivel podcast. Oh, so you're one of those folks who likes Rick and Morty. It's episode number 240, <laughs> and it is an interesting podcast this week. Not because Stoke's game was particularly interesting, but because joining me is Tony. How are you? Hello, I'm basically fine. I think I need a like a long... German compound word for that thing where you're slightly vexed about having that Reading song stuck in your head for a full week, but also you're sort of kind of happy that it's a good song and you, yeah. I yeah. think you probably start every episode by saying you're basically fine, which. Ever the optimist. <laughs> uh, joining Tony as well is uh, David, who you're here often. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thanks, Chris. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. Although I do have a lemsip here, uh, which just because uh, I got a bit of a headache, so I thought I'd have a lemony drink. That's not important because what is important, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is for the first time since what I believe was 2016 or 17. You'll have to correct me. Zach, flying in from America, virtually on a podcast. How are you? We're good, baby. We're out here. I think it was. I think it was 2018. I don't. I don't know if I've if was I've it? been on the pod since relegation because no. I am, after all, a fake plastic fan. <laughs> the, the the only reason I'm basing it off is because we used to have that advert that we used to run every now and again, and you're at the end of it saying this is now Trump's podcast. And I remember that it was around the time he got elected. So, I mean, if we have you on every time you just elect a new president over I, re- there. I, re- I remember that because I, I said that before the 2016 election and I was very smug and sarcastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here we are now. You know, we did it. We, we, we beat right-wing extremism. Um, and uh, now every night, uh, communist president Joe Biden comes to my home and he uh, kisses the vaccine into my mouth. <laughs> that should be part of the swearing in ceremony shouldn't it put put your hand on the bible get sworn in and now zach has to perform the audio for the new wizards of drivel advert yeah and in some way like accidentally precipitate the apocalypse could you, so could we'll you see what happens just just as we mean to go on could you just say for us the words this is joe biden's podcast uh, i don't want to <laughs> I'm, not gonna, fair I'm not gonna do it is is there any other american figure who whose podcast you'd like this to become guy fieri <laughs> okay yeah i'm happy for it to become his podcast um oh gosh yeah because i mean we've got the drivel as well so we could definitely fit into the drive-ins and dives and mm-hmm. drivel. yeah we could we could work a title we could work a title. yeah but this, is a, this is a fieri tried an oat cake that's a good question. I bet he would say he would say like, "Brother, that is out of bounds. I would eat that all day. This is killer. And that's what I call is a funky Guy, joint." Is Guy Fieri on Twitter? He is. Big time. Right. He's the mayor. Of- everyone tweet him. All right. right everyone, everyone listening him. to this, tweet Guy Fieri and ask him if he's tried to stuff your oatcake. From from my pod, from my my Twitter account right now, I'm going, Guy Fieri, have you tried a Staffordshire? Okay. There's like a there's like a there forty percent chance go. he's related to Harry Potter, right? I mean, he, he must be. He must be. Look at the they've guy. got they've got the same facial hairstylist, maybe. <laughs> the mayor of Flavortown. 
3.4 million people following. That's more people than follow Stoke City Football Club. Even if That's, even if you count uh, the one million Egyptian fans who just haven't un- who haven't unfollowed <laughs> since Ramadan left. That's maybe go maybe Guy Fieri will buy us a la uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, and we'll have a American celebrity. Uh, apart from Zach, thank you. In, in I, I didn't want to say it, but I was waiting for it. <laughs> well, I mean, as much as I'd like to talk about Guy Fieri forever. Uh, there was a small matter of a, a football game yesterday. Um, it was uh, Birmingham City nil, Stoke City nil. Some of your three-word reviews. Uh, we have tenor a shot. <laughs> I did, wow. Is that, is that right? Let me have a look at the stats. So that mean 3.5 shots? Must, well, I mean, there was two shots on target for each team. So, I, I mean... Uh, I'm not going to criticise. Home back shots only count half. That'll yeah. be it. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Back to normal. Do that, Will. We didn't lose. Points a point. Settle for that. Dull as dishwater. Stoke fans negative. I'll take it. Mario back on Tuesday. <laughs> Nigel's commentary awful. Oh, sorry, Nigel. And nervy <laughs> with Alan. And there were plenty more. To be fair. Uh, I, I think I said after the game that it was definitely a one where well, neither team was particularly good. I will happily settle for a point. Um, Tony, what was your had what was your thoughts? It was all right. Yeah, um, I, I, Birmingham are not a bad side. I know I say that about every team we do okay about against or narrowly lose to, but I think they're pretty good. I can't remember where we had them in our tables, probably down the bottom, which should therefore be accurately predicting them to be top three um, by the end of the season. But no, it was it was all right. The first 20 minutes, I think, was quite good. I mean, it was sort of scrappy for the rest and we looked a bit tired near the end. I think if you, if you had about 20 minutes at the end, we'd everybody be raving about how good we were, probably, if it had been a dull game with an exciting 20 minutes at the end. But we just started quite well and then faded a bit. But pff, it was all right. It's a good point. We're, we're joint top of the league. <laughs> yes. Yes, and again, your optimism is shining through there, Tony, because <laughs> indeed, it, it certainly felt more like um, Stoke, who we've seen in, in the last few seasons, just because they, it was a little bit toothless, there wasn't much to it, but again, yeah, a point that, a point, a point is a point, for sure. I mean, Zach, <laughs> the, someone there in the three-word three reviews mentioned about Joe Allen, um not having a good game, but really midfield-wise, every, every, everyone was pretty rubbish. Would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, it, you know, feels good. Feels like it uh, feels like football is well and truly back because I, you know, woke up early to watch a Stoke game that I later wish I had not woken up woken up to watch, <laughs> and that feels good in its own way, you know. Um, yeah, midfield was fine. I think, you know, Vrancic was missed a little bit. Um, Allen was, I would say, better than usual. Um, there's a, I, think it's a, I think it's a low bar, but I would say it's better than usual. There were, like, there were some moments where he looked like a foot, like an actual footballer. There was that moment where he, like, intercepted a pass and then immediately, like, played a ball, really good ball over the top to Smith, mm-hmm. where, like, usually he would kind of, like, faff around with it and lose possession because someone would be that coming up on him from behind. That was his good bit for the season. And... Exactly. So, 
again, you know, you know, we are the official um, racist Joe hater podcast, uh, <laughs> podca- uh, Joe Joe Allen podcast haters. Um, so you know, I think we're gonna come come out with a a certain perspective, but. You know, it was, there was a, there was a day where like really really nobody shined particularly, um, except maybe like a couple of defensive players. But um, we he didn't cost us a goal yesterday, which is better than you can often say. <laughs> that, he, he, I seem to remember at one point he nearly nearly did, but we yeah, it like I don't it think it was Hogan I, though, so he he, was, he missed on purpose because I'd bet money on him to score. Yeah, yes. It, yeah, coming up against um, Hogan and uh, Ryan Wood, who Ryan Wood seemed really aggrieved. I don't know if it, it felt a little bit like Nick Powell was winding him up, which is what Nick Powell does. Um, but but yeah, they it certainly didn't feel like oh, it's lovely to see you, Ryan. Um, it, it, I he, don't think he pushed him over, didn't he? He pushed him over the advertising board quite early on. In in that kind of oh we're running we're both running towards the ads don't worry I won't push you because you're my fr- <laughs> and and Ryan Woods ended up in the crowd and was very cross and it was hilarious. He has a very expressive Powell, face. Yeah, yeah. If, I can't if I can't back this up in any way, but Ryan Woods to me is like one of those kids who always had like uh, Cheeto dust at like the corner of their mouths. <laughs> maybe 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 that's like purely like an, an American. Uh, culinary or cultural reference, but I don't know. He seems like a. That's why I liked him when he was on Stoke. He was he was like a nasty little dude, um, and I wish I wish mm. we still had him. I wish we could have found. I wish we could have found mm. room for him. I mean, it's it's all right though because we have Nick Powell, who I know if he was in any other team, I would absolutely hate. But because he's ours, he's I I welcome his shithousery and he certainly <laughs> certainly shows it. Uh, Dave. Speaking of players, however, that I do really, really like, um, Ben Wilmot and new loan signing Leo Ostergaard, um, they seem like decent signings, right? I mean, obviously, uh, Ostergaard came in and played in the cup game midweek. Um, We'll start on him. What what do you make of him as a signing? Um, It's very exciting when you sign a player and you immediately have thousands and thousands of fans of the team he used to play for, the fans of the team who were linked with him, immediately melt down and say, why has he gone to Stoke? Oh, I can't believe it. Not Stoke. No. Um, so that was immediately encouraging when that happened. And yeah, he, he looks terrifying and seems to know what he's doing uh, defensively as well. And yeah, decent, decent point yesterday, I thought. I mean... Birmingham is where dreams go to die. No one has ever enjoyed a football match at St Andrews. It it is, a, I, I would say it's the Reading of the Midlands. In that, there's just there's just nothing there. I mean, look as I was watching the highlights briefly under the table on mute there. Um, it turns out the Birmingham fans don't even want to go. So many empty seats there. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, but yeah, Wilmot and Ostergaard look. The, the very rarest of things, like astute pieces of transfer business. We've sold a defender for quite a lot of money and replaced him with good replacements for not much money, which is hashtag good, biz- good business practice. And yeah, long may, long may that continue. Um, I would like to forget about this game having ever happened as soon as humanly possible. Um <laughs> 
So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just okay. I'm going to drink silently while you guys carry okay. on. <laughs> well, I mean, it, we we are we are what ten minutes into a podcast, and it kind of seems like uh, a, a bit too short to call ends. I'll, to, to I'll match. go. I'll go. Josh Timer well, was really good first half and very decent second half. There you go. <laughs> I mean, but I was good. I mean, I was going to say like I genuinely don't. This is one of those games that there isn't too much to say that we weren't at the races neither really were were birmingham um it's it's just just one of those things i don't i find maybe this is just the online reaction but like having beaten reading in dramatic fashion and then not winning a game there like everyone's hopes seem to have been up and then everyone's gone down a bit and someone did say in the in the three-word reviews about negative Stoke fans. I haven't seen too much in the way of negativity, but there's no reason... I mean, this is for any of you. There's there's no reason for people to feel too distraught, is there? No, of course not. Um, we've gone two games unbeaten. Well, three if you include the mighty victory over Fleetwood Town. Um, we look pretty solid at the back. Uh, we are perhaps a Vrancic return or Vrancic and um, Tyrese Campbell return away from turning a sort of disjointed and sort of tame midfield transition into an exciting one. And if Vrancic is playing yesterday, all five corners we have go straight on the head of Harry Sutar <laughs> and we win 5-0. So there's that to consider as well. Uh, I would like to know what Nick Powell says to players. Like, what's his level of chat when he's clearly winding up these various championship defensive midfielders? Like, what was he saying to Ryan Woods yesterday? Do you think? <laughs> Just would, I in my head, he like whispers nice things and sort of yeah, yeah. confuses them. It's like really passive like, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, so he'd be like he'd whisper to Ryan Woods, "You were really underappreciated at Stoke," and uh, <laughs> oh, you've got a bit of Cheeto dust there. <laughs> Just looking out for you. Yeah, you gotta wonder whether he's like shooting from the hip, or does he like do research before the games? <laughs> to say something that like really needles a player. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. You know, he is the kind of player who I think is like instinctive and creative so like he so like he might be being a dick on the fly but like also he's a professional so i wouldn't put it past him to like you know spend the hours in the gym um like practicing rude things to say to opponents he's he's got like a a folder of research that he takes with him and he's like flicks it pulls it out as they're they're in the changing room and uh, oh yeah yeah oh this guy today oh i've done this i know this about them ask him about his cousin john (laughs) (laughs) he's just got an elaborate network of like spies Uh, giving him the dirt your son didn't do too well on his maths test did he (laughs) (laughs) just really sort of sinister levels of detail but he, he does seem to really wind people up. Like, as I say, Ryan Woods got really... Just seemed really annoyed. Um, Scott Hogan as well seemed to just... Uh, the comment, the commentators made reference to the fact that he looked to be nervy yesterday. And there was a few chances where he like just completely fluffed it. Um, 
but that's what he that's that's just what Scott Hogan does, isn't it? He he has sort of four chances, and one of them he'll put away that's really difficult, and then he'll miss two two easy ones and make a real mess of the other. But he was still. I feel like I can safely say it now that the game is over. But there was a point last week where I was talking about like how it feels like this is the first Stoke side in a couple of years where we it like feels like we really have some like goals in the squad. And I was like, I mean, you know, like a year or two ago, you know, we had like Sam Vokes and and Gregory and Hogan. And someone was like, because you've said that, he's going to score the winner on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there yeah. were a couple moments where I felt felt pretty bad about that, but we made it through. So now I can say <laughs> happily, Scott Hogan's got no, he's I got mean, no goals. Yeah, I do. I, there, uh, it's weird saying that off the back of a nil-nil that there there looks like there could be goals in this team, but I certainly think that we it, the the last three games to to judge it on. Um, we do seem to be, I don't know, a little bit more in the the attacking. I guess it will all revert to to nothing, won't it? Next week in midweek against Swansea, but it's yeah. I like I mean, I like this team. I like who we've got. I like the I like the players. I'm I'm more willing to allow games like this and not get annoyed because yeah, it's it's fine. It's just fine. There's nothing more, really. It's fine. I'm fine. Are you fine? <laughs> Basically. Basically fine. <laughs> it's not really been a good podcast to have you on, really, though, Zach, is it, for, for that type of game? So, so really, let's, let's, let's ask you, how's your last four years been <laughs> of Stoke supporting? Um, and, and life, and life. Wow, that's a that's a that's a loaded question. Um, especially because I haven't spoken to any of you in the intervening years. This is the first time we've <laughs> we've communicated. Uh, yeah, you know things are good. I will say, you know, from an American perspective, it's uh, certainly harder to uh, to follow a team that's no longer in the Premier League. Um, mm. Just from like a like a practical logistical standpoint, you know, like uh, major television networks in America, you know, have the rights to the Prem, so you can. If you have cable or you have like a subscription to any number of streaming services, it's pretty easy to get games. Um, it is not easy to get championship games. Um, you know, we have an elaborate system through which I watch championship games that I'm not convinced is fully above board, so I won't go into it on uh, on the record. Um, but you know, I'm I'm thankful for uh, you know for my friends who have made it made it easy for me to do so. I can't even imagine if I was just like just getting into you know football now and like picking a championship side I would just have like no idea where to start even like trying to watch the games um but yeah it's definitely a bit different um I really I really like the championship you know all things considered mm. like the, the the product is worse but that almost makes it more fun um yeah. you know except when there's like you know there was that point last year where we were getting shafted out of goals like left and right <laughs> Was it Watford? We had one game last year where someone like punched our keeper in the head and like bundled it in. Um, yeah. So nobody can remember anything from last season. It's, a, it's hard to say. Like, yeah. I remember that happening. I couldn't tell you when it was. Like it might have been six weeks ago. It could have been two years ago. Time is meaningless. Yeah, I was Nobody like, remembers. I was just yeah. referencing something that happened in November 2019 as being like the other month. And then <laughs> I was like, nope, that was two, that was 2 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last 
the last season isn't really a real one, as far as I'm concerned. I don't remember anything from it, and so it's not real. But, like, do you... Like, when we were in the Premier League, obviously, the coverage was there on TV. But, like, do you still... I don't know, see surrounding media around Stoke? Like, obviously, you're still on Twitter, you're still in our group chats, you're still chatting about it, but, like, you say it's harder to, to follow now we're down a division. Do you still still get to read things and see things? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, it's basically just because of Twitter and because of you guys. Um, you know, it doesn't get, like, the, you know, the mainstream coverage anymore. Um I will say, I, I, would, I think probably, like, English soccer right now is, like, maybe in the zeitgeist as much as I can think it ever has been, probably because of that show Ted Lasso. Um, I have, you know, <laughs> friends who have, like, never had any interest in the in the sport, like, all of a sudden, you know, talking about, like, wanting to pick a team and things like that and asking me for advice. And all I can say is, like, don't, <laughs> don't do what I did. Um, no, no, do, do, do. Come and support Stoke is what you want to tell them. I mean, you know, I think I, mean, if you, I think that yeah, if I was picking, like I think if I was picking a team like out of nowhere, it would have been different. But like, obviously, I you know I like went to a game at Stoke and you know had a really great experience. You know, before I had any relationship with, with English soccer, and that kind of like helped me make up my mind originally. But if I was just like some random who was choosing to pick a team because of a uh, you know like a, a sitcom that I liked, I'm not gonna choose the. <laughs> the bad team in the second division, I'm going to choose a team that, that's, that scores a lot of goals and wins. Again, I, the heart wants what the heart wants. You know, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it now. And, you know, I still had fun, you know, watching Harry Sutar hit, like, 12 balls out of play yesterday because he's, he's, my, Harry, he's my Harry Sutar. But, uh, you know, I but, can't, but I, Ted... I can't blame people who are like, I'm a Liverpool fan now. No. I can't believe Ugh. Ted Lasso's brought football into the zeitgeist more than Phil Neville has. I mean, I thought when <laughs> Phil Neville went to, into Miami, I thought, well, that's it now. That's the that's soccer established as the main sport. But I, Miami won't not. know what to do with that amount of charisma. I was going to say, I think probably Phil Neville's problem is that he's so exotic um, <laughs> that when he went to an exotic city like Miami, he just kind of like blended in perfectly and didn't stand out. Mm. Um mm. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I feel like, like synergistically, he's a really good fit for like a, um, like a spicy, a spicy, um, exotic populace and culture. So, um, mm. I'd love to see Phil Neville as Ted Lasso, just bringing that natural charisma and warmth to screens around the country. Uh, yeah, he's uh, we we love him here. Everyone's everyone's talking about him. Uh, yeah, I, I I hear he's gonna get his own like late night talk show. Is that right? That that's that's part of the visa requirement for going to America as a British person now. So, <laughs> <laughs> why do we hate Phil Neville? Oh God! Was he, I mean, was he not a terrible England women's manager and also an incredibly boring man? Yeah, but aren't we all? And he, <laughs> two- <laughs> and he conceded the penalty in Euro 2000. A yeah, high point, he- I thought. <laughs> uh, no, Tony, mm. no. No, I'm not letting you do it. I mean, Gareth Southgate is... Even I like Gareth Southgate, but he's not. I mean... 
interesting. Oh, come on. <laughs> Apart from his waistcoat. Which, if, if your waistcoat is the interesting thing, that's not a good... I mean, he's a very good manager. I hate that he's managing England. I hope he fucks off very soon. But, yeah, I just, I just thought I should defend Phil Neville briefly. I mean, I don't like him at all. I think he's a bit of a dick, but... I don't even know what happened at the... You're doing a great job of defending him. I don't even, I don't even know what happened at the Euros because I, I boycotted them in protest of um, America not being invited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I boycotted most of it after the first week. <laughs> it's, that just seems like a long time ago now. Euros and summer and, and, and all that stuff. We're, we're, we're truly back into the... The weekly battles of, of football, aren't we? Linking out. Uh, Dom on Twitter asks, is Mario Vranic already the best set-piece taker in Stoke Colours for the last 25 years? And why is the answer yes? I mean, I, this, uh, you, it, you can't really say that, can you? But he's very good. Joe Bursic. To... Joe Bursic's the answer. But Vranic is second best, I would say. Who else have we had who is good at set pieces? Charlie Adam. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, to they're gonna play that gif of of Charlie like falling over, taking the corner kick. They're gonna yeah. like, they're gonna play that at my funeral, and I'm gonna burst <laughs> from the ground, clutching a Necronomicon to have my revenge on the world. <laughs> <laughs> my my genuine answer is Shakiri. Mm. Yeah. I've I've lived under the impression that throughout my Stoke supporting life, we don't score from direct free kicks like ever. I, I always think uh, all the other teams score about ten direct free kick goals a season, and we will score one if that. And Shakiri mm. was the only player who made me think, oh, we might actually score off this free kick because he was the only one, it turns out, able to do it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Like, I'm gonna get. You know, an obvious, um, obvious name. I'm going to completely miss on, but yeah, Stanley Matthews, probably the last, In the last 25 years. <laughs> da- yeah. Danny Danny Higginbottom. He only took about three, and they all went in, and they were in consecutive games, and it was brilliant. But I can't think of anybody else. So I feel like Nick Powell scored a couple. Yeah. Mm. In terms of like. Maybe not scoring from it, but setting things up. Um, I mean, can't can't ignore Mister Rory Delap because oh, yeah. although mm. although we say say this, like people always assume, like I think that the the myth around the long throw is that oh yeah, every time they did it, it went in, which just isn't mm. true, but it certainly was very effective. So, but we I did mean, it like thirty times a game. So yeah. it worked, it worked yeah. maybe one in one in thirty times, which is plenty. Did, did anyone worry yesterday when Mark Roberts <laughs> of Birmingham was throwing long throws in? Because I dread the day when Stoke concede a goal from a long throw because I feel that that's going to be one of those things that the footy banter pages will be like, oh, Stoke have conceded from a long throw. <laughs> I, yeah. I just yeah I don't I, want it. I do I, fear that kind of you know cosmic justice or whatever. I think the only way it could be more embarrassing is if it deflects in off a piece of 
ceramic ware or something, just <laughs> something that is so incredibly stoked that we all just die of the shame of it. The, the, the ball is deflected in off an oat cake would be the only thing or a hippo that would make me sadder. Frankly, any other club doing long throws against us is cultural appropriation, and they are now cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Mark yeah. Roberts, you're cancelled, City, sis. am I right? You're cancelled, and that's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing I hate most about other teams doing long throws against us is, with all due respect to the fine professionals at BBC Radio Stoke, is the fact they have to mention Rory Delap every single time as a throw-in, which is usually the yes. reserve of other fine establishments like oh, Sky Sports some, whenever we play. They, but they, they said something yesterday. They went, oh, uh, another one of the long throws. Because com- the commentary team yesterday was like wetting themselves every time that there was a, a long throw. They were really mm. worried. And they, they said, oh, well, Rory, Rory used to take them, of course. I, I wonder if he's been teaching people, uh, teaching them how to defend against them. Well, I mean, I, it's I literally mean, his job as a coach. Job. <laughs> but, but also that wasn't but, yeah. his thing. Yeah. Mathematically, just like that doesn't seem like a great use of time and resources. Just like <laughs> yeah. based on how often that's going to happen, you know. Probably not worth the whole training session. Yeah, fuck, fuck it off, suck it off. Just, just ban long throws now, unless, unless we get somebody else who's good at them because I really enjoyed them. Um, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Liam Delap knows how to do it. (gasps) (laughs) We'll find out soon because he's definitely coming, isn't he? Somebody said on the internet I saw. I remember to Stoke. I mean, oh, oh, did sorry, yeah, yeah. No, I remember when we signed. Um, your countryman Zach uh, Jeff Cameron, when we signed him uh, on, on FIFA, he had the trait of long throw specialist, and I was like, "Well, this makes sense why we've why we've signed him." Um, but I don't think we ever utilised him for a long throw at all. So there the you only go. thing he's throwing out there are oh. terrible, terrible opinions. <laughs> <laughs> extremely, extremely true. I was gonna say the uh, the really the the missed opportunity was that the true king of long throws was uh was my countryman Breck Shea, we really yeah. uh, we we really let him go. That was a real oh, real missed man. opportunity. Uh, wait, is is Breck Shea into Miami? Is he with? He is. Yeah, he sure is. He's. I, I, it amazes me that Breck Shea has had a football career. I'll be honest, it really has. Like, he he looks like a, a character that you would make in FIFA if you were like trying to make yeah. someone look as like ridiculous and like Saints Rowy as possible. That's <laughs> that's just like what Breck Shea looks like, and you gotta respect it. And it sounds yeah. like a made up pretend ISS American name as well. Mm. It's like okay, like, pretend it... player, just stereotype this. No, no, give him two guns. <laughs> right, now give him a pig's head. No, that's too much. Exactly. My my favorite because he's I've got his Wikipedia up because I Ooh. remember because Breck is his nickname. That's not his actual. It's short for breakfast. Full name. It's, it's short for. His, <laughs> Don't his laugh at that. Is, his full name is Dane Brecken Shay. Sure. So like Brecken, but like that's. You have some funny names in like the world. Not you particularly, Zach. <laughs> your, your name is pretty universal. But like, 
I mean, Brecon. I don't know where that originates. But yeah. Norway. It means the slope in Norway. That's what. Does I've it? Been, that's what I've been googling while you've been talking. Oh. So why is his first name Dane? He's got his Scandinavian. He's covering all. The yeah, stuff. exactly. Does he strike you as a man who has his geography down? Um, Certain yeah. bits of it, probably. <laughs> oh man, look at him! Oh, bless him. Hmm. Oh, just uh, Brexche. <laughs> it just takes you back, doesn't it? Brexche, Morris Adu. We almost had. Oh, oh, I was going to say, almost had one Aguadello. The one <laughs> who got away. Uh, uh, the one who, he's uh, had a. He's had a perfectly. Well, look, I look. Was he I look man, forward to us uh, spending too much money on uh, on Josh Sargent when he uh, when he flops at Norwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. We've not really spoken much of it about Birmingham, have we? Should we talk about the games to come? We play Ooh. Swansea on Tuesday and Nottingham Forest at home on Saturday. Ugh. What are our hopes and thoughts for those games to come? Uh, in a similar way, are we are we away at Swansea or at home? <laughs> We're away to Swansea. Oh, yeah. In a similar vein to Birmingham, I, I cannot associate Swansea with happiness at all. It just doesn't really compute. So, yeah, we're definitely losing at Swansea. No matter how well we play, we'll get a red card and it'll just be a grumpy day on, on Stoke Twitter. You know just those grumpy evenings that we're used to where we're just like, oh, it's on telly, and it's just like, ugh. And no, actually, for me it won't be. I'm going to the cricket, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, here's a question, Zach. Do you get to watch any of the midweek games or do they, like, clash with... I don't know. Sleeping. Work. work. Uh, yeah, usually they're during my work day, so oftentimes I'll like have the game open and then like another tab while I'm working, and then if I like hear the crowd start to get excited because of like some build up, or if I hear the announcer like say there's a free kick or something, I'll I'll switch back over. But uh, it's definitely weird to watch a game at like 1 p.m. in the middle in the mm. middle of a work day, but <laughs> it's better than not watching a game at 1 p.m. in the middle of a work day. <laughs> so I will. So I will take it. Do you do you have any thoughts on the game in Swansea, or are you like Dave and not feeling particularly happy? Or, or I excited? mean, Swansea's just so far away. I mean, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a point. We'll see. I'm trying to think. The last time we had a win at Swansea was it like was it when Wilfred Bonnie scored a couple goals? That was at home. That was at home. Think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's who's who knows. Um, I hope we get. The, I hope uh, we can. Uh, we can swoop that uh, that Manchester United kid um, on loan this week before we play Nottingham Forest. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I, in, that in case I'm that? mistaken, sorry, sorry. In case I'm mistaken, didn't Nathan Jones's Stoke win at Swansea? That's did, what I'm just. Oh. Yeah. Did, did Joe Allen have one of his famed Tom good games Thrower against Swansea? <laughs> we looks like we beat. Them, hang on, hang on. In the champ, it, since we have been in the championship together, we lost at home to them in September 2018. We, uh, no, we wait, no, no, no. We we beat them. This has all gone the wrong way around. We we beat them at home. We lost to them away. We beat them away. Beat them at home, and then they've won the last two fixtures. Sorry, that's it. Really confused me this because it's doing it. Swansea's record rather than Stoke's record. I, I can't. That confused mm. me. 
so yeah so last time was uh, january 2020 uh we we beat them at home okay so, so like so like four years ago <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 just I, I remember i remember where i was for that because with it being nathan jones's stoke we obviously needed to win to you know not be yeah. bottom of the table or something um and january this will be common january 2020 it was it wasn't it the one just before he got sacked where he was definitely going to get sacked before then and then he didn't get sacked that week so he was still yeah. manager against swansea and then he came That's out afterwards right. like you year. fucking oh that was no uh, it must have been one before it I think that was Swansea, though. Well, no, hang on. Yeah, because that was just after Tiger King came out, wasn't it? Yeah. He got, but before the Weller man. He got fired in fall 2019. Yeah. He, look, he, look, well, he look, had a right, necronomicon. was sacked on the 1st of November 2019. We're really professional. Cheers, Tom's crying. Right. The one I'm talking about is from October 2019. Okay. And that's the Nathan Jones <laughs> there we game. Go. Scott yes. Hogan yeah. scores a last it's minute. The one he beat, he yes. beats the chest. He does all the, yeah. the fun, yeah. all the Nathan Jones stuff. I wrote a song. Stuff. Yeah. Tony <laughs> wrote a Christmas song. It was a whole thing. <laughs> I've always been a big Scott Hogan guy. And you can check the tape. You can, you can check the tape. Two years ago, lads. Was that the game where Scott Hogan got molested by. Sam Clucas, yeah. Sam Clucas as well. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say this will be a common experience for all four of us not living in Stoke is being the only one who gives a shit when your team scores a last minute winner. Like I think I was with just a few other friends who care about football to various various extents. But just that feeling of you either doing a I don't know how you celebrate goals in public, either a little fist bump or a little sort of exclamation and just the kind of dawning realisation that you're the only one who cares is kind of there, there should be a compound German word for immediate joy followed by immediate embarrassment <laughs> he said I'm usually watching yeah. it on, on my phone in bed so I just do like a, a silent fist pump into the air like from my side I'm, I, see part of me thinks oh, it might be nice just to wake up watch it and then I've got the rest of the day like that's uh, that's kind. Of, I'm kind of envious of that. Although it's really nice I when do... Stoke wins, but yeah, if they don't, then... well, yeah, they don't, and then you're just like, oh no, it's like ten fifteen a.m. I gotta be, I gotta <laughs> be up for like fourteen more hours, and like, and like we've just <laughs> lost to Chelsea five nil or something. Um, what's um, so sorry, Swansea and then Forest. Tony, what's your thoughts on the Swansea game? We'll do those um, predictions that Tom wants us to do soon. But. All right, um, Swansea, not even real swans. Fuck them. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, you're just uh, humans forest, with swans on your. Not even a real your, forest. Your, <laughs> yeah, forest. Just, just trade descriptions acts not, unacceptable. Not even, not even the oldest not even a team real in forest. the league. No actual trees. Um, I hope we beat Forest. I don't care that much about the Swansea game, but I really hope we beat Forest. Yeah, when when you have like friends who support Forest, you really need to, you really want to win. Mm. Um, all right, let's do Tom's prediction game. Points means not prizes. Points are bad. The Nathan Jones is, game. The Nathan no, we, we should game. let we should let Zach do the predictions on Tom's behalf, seeing as he's not turned in. That's true. Uh, Tom Tom did send them us in a in a in a message, but I do think that yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Zach. Yeah, Zach, you get to do it. So we'll start with <laughs> we'll we'll start with you, Tony, and then Zach, you can have a have a think. 
Um, Tony, uh, Stoke v Swansea, Stoke and Stoke Nottingham Forest. Your score predictions are. Uh, we're away at Swansea, aren't we? Yep. Uh, one nil. Yep. And we're at home, Forest. Yep. Nil one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. Tony is having one nil defeats both times. Dave. What you, uh, what's your thoughts? Swansea 1, Stoke 0, and Stoke 2, Nottingham Forest 1. Okay, I'm going to go with Swansea 2, Stoke 0, and I'm thinking we are going to win 1-0 against Nottingham Forest. Zach, what does Tom think? Um, Tom <laughs> thinks that um, we should bring back Gianelli and Bula. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean he does. He does oh, you you mad about like these scores in particular? So am I? Am I so I'm I'm not giving my own answers. So, I'm guessing what I think Tom thinks is going to happen. Just do what you want. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Just pick a number between ten and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're going to lose one nil at Swansea, and I think we're going to beat Forest for nothing. I okay. think I think we're gonna score. I think we're okay. gonna score a lot of goals on Saturday. I think I think Vranch is just gonna be back. I think Powell's gonna have one of his games where uh, where he's really feeling it. And I think yeah. I think we're gonna be in a bad mood on Tuesday, and I think we're gonna be in a great <laughs> mood on Saturday. Oh, I hope Tom's right. <laughs> Me too. Again. Yeah. Again, if those predictions are wrong, those weren't mine. They were Tom's. But if they were correct, they were mine. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that. I like. Mm. Thank, well, thank you for thank you for taking the responsibility of being. I'm very brave. Oh, uh, Tom, if you're listening, can you write those down? Because none of us have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I Tom Tom brought this game to the podcast. If he wants to do it, okay, he needs to keep on. Like it's it's his bit. Let him do it. I'm, yeah, you should have asked us, Tom, if you wanted us to write it down. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Um. Is there any other business on football, life, anything? There were some more questions, but they weren't really Stoke-related. I mean, I can ask you them if you like. Yeah, um, why not? Okay, <laughs> bear with me. Let me... Find, I mean, there, there wasn't any questions. Though, I mean, there, were, there were, Where's my search tab? Wizards of Drivel. Let's, let's go Alex on Ward, right. as, as it's 26 years to the day yesterday that Oasis v Blur properly took off, which band is your favourite? For me, it's Oasis. Oh, boo. Yeah. I remember I mean, that being a thing because I'm fucking ancient and <laughs> and I was on the fence because they were both a bit too popular for me, but definitely I'd fall on the side of Blur with hindsight. Oh, oh. Um, I really dislike them both, but I don't want to pick because it's, it's like, oh, who's... who's Tory your- dickheads or... Just real dickheads. Yeah, like I can't, yeah, I don't. Zach, what about you? Do you care for the the rivalry of the nineties in British? You know, pop music? I'm not like a huge a huge fan of either. I don't like actively dislike them, but I won't like go out of my way to listen to them. I think maybe I slightly prefer the music of Blur, but the Gallagher's are both like incredible posters on Twitter. So I would say it probably balances out. <laughs> I would even give the edge to. Uh, to Oasis just because the Gallagher's are both so good at tweeting, which holds a lot of weight for me. If if Oasis had had the edge, they would have been musically far superior to how they actually were. Very. Oh. oh. Not bad. 
quite bad. Dave, do you do you have an opinion? My favourite bands are um, Handrail Suicide, Jet Black Pope, <laughs> uh, Malice in Change, Mouse Rat, Nothing Rhymes with Blorange, Nothing Rhymes with Orange, Punch Face Champions, Teddy Bear Suicide, Scarecrow Boat, and uh, Angel Snap. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for that. It was, it was, yeah, I liked that. Um, (laughs) There's no, there's no other questions. I have nothing more to say. So instead, let's just go away and and talk again another day. Zach, you should come back on again sometime soon though. I would like that. That was, this was fun. It's been, it's been too long. I mean, you can just ring us up for a chat sometime if you like. It doesn't have to be for, we, we don't have to do it every time there's a new president. (laughs) <laughs> that is very that is very true I will keep that in mind well in which case then Zach thank you for spending your afternoon over there with us uh, Tony have a nice week Dave also have a nice week and Zach have a thank nice you. week okay, I, didn't, I, which, I appreciate yeah, it like... <laughs> Zach thank you for showing up we don't care how your week goes I do care Zach I care a lot and I hope you have a lovely week. And I hope everyone out there who's listened to this podcast also has a lovely week. We'll see you next time. Most importantly, go on Stoke. Most. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Most. Uh. <laughs> uh. No.